gonna do something freaky to you, baby. I'm ready to go right now. Ready to go right now. Oh wow, we're really not doing a video this week. I thought about that. Yeah, it's been a wild, wild weekend. It has been a wild weekend. Uh, sorry for the YouTubers. <laughs> sorry for the tubers because there's no they're, they're gonna miss out on the, the video well they can still check out so the reason why we do not have a video for y'all this week is because we couldn't record or we really wanted to but we had a blast this weekend and we did we did we had a cook-off we did <laughs> and we really took that thing serious like we had what do we have salmon yeah salmon um baked macaroni and cheese cabbage, cabbage. i was almost say collard greens green beans cornbread corn, mashed potatoes banana pudding cake banana pudding cake and we competed so she made um yours the way you like it mm -hmm. i made mine the way i liked it yep. and then we had our family to judge who was the, the better uh, <laughs> better cook so i like to talk my shit uh like how you know you you like that with the cooking so i had to i had to give her a run for her money this weekend but we had a really good time with family it was like a, a family weekend so it was i think definitely a family weekend yeah i think that's very important to take some time with your family yeah. to enjoy them too don't just be so busy and scrambling and running around that you can't take some time with them so we're gonna get some audio for yeah for this that's week. what that's what we got yeah. Uh, like I said, we busy. Um, we're pretty very consistent with audio and video, mm -hmm. so this is just gonna be an off week where we just have audio and a video, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this weekend. I had the opportunity to go home and to see people who I've been friends with since elementary school, mm -hmm. and to meet their kids. Two of my friends, one of my friends just had a baby, I met her baby. Um, and then another one of my friends lives um, in Texas, and I haven't seen her in like four years or so. And I got to meet her son. He just turned one. So that was really, it was good to see. Um, it's crazy that we're adults now. Like, just when we were sitting and we were all talking with her mom or her sister, I'm like, wow, we, we really used to be kids. Grew like, up, grew up. And now I'm meeting, well, I've met her husband, but like now I'm meeting your son and you're meeting my partner like mm -hmm. this is a real thing <laughs> going on here is that scary for you i mean i think i don't mm, i think it just puts things in perspective it's like mm -hmm. life does not stop <laughs> but nobody no and i i think sometimes i forget how grown i am and mm -hmm. i it's because you know i don't have a kid yet and you know stuff like that but it's like no like these are things that people close to me are doing like they are starting families mm -hmm. like so i don't know it's 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 hard at the same time um because you are grieving what a relationship used to be like mm -hmm. we're not kids anymore we don't live down the street from each other right. i literally live hours from the people that i used to be with every single day mm -hmm. um and even we can't we we pretty much text like every day if not every other day but we don't even talk on the phone every day we, we make sure we have some type of communication with each other or whatever but it's just a different type of relationship and 
you have to figure out how to prioritize things that are important to you. All right. Drove a total of seven hours to go home and to make sure that I saw everybody that was important to me because that's how you keep friendships. Right. I, I really, really wish I would have had more time. Mm-hmm. And I'm low-key kicking myself, um, but it's okay. It's just going to make me – I'm going to just have to go travel to see them. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, it, it kind of – uh, I asked you that because for me it's it puts things in perspective too because I just remember all my uh, uncles and some of my aunts they was like yeah I remember when you was this small this little mm-hmm. and they literally see you grow up and change and become into an adult yeah and so it's almost like we're beginning that phase so yeah kind of crazy I agree, because that's how I was um, when I went to, you know, he went to go see, and I started crying when he was talking, because I'm like, oh, you, you a whole person. Like, (laughs) I remember when you were born, like, I literally Mm -hmm. remember when he was born, and the fact that he's like a whole human being, and he's funny, and he has, to see a child develop personality is like, how how do you know to be, how do you know to make a joke? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like. And he making jokes, and I'm like, wow, like, you. <laughs> and kids, they will, they will mess with you. They will, because he was busy. he was definitely messing with me, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, All right. I was looking for my notes for this week, but clearly I've lost them, so it is what it is. Um, The in the DM for this week <laughs> <laughs> is about ego. Um, So we're going to be talking about, you know, what is an ego? Why is it important? Um, and what does it look like in relationships? Because it presents itself in many different ways. I really had some great talking points. How the hell I lost my notes? I don't. I don't know so where you had them separate from. Like yes, outline. because I don't want you to know what I was talking about. So I wrote them somewhere separately so that you wouldn't know. And I'm like, did I do it in my Google Docs? God just want me to come off the dome and just speak clearly because the one day I try to have notes. <laughs> It doesn't See, work. You can't. That's the thing. You can't do what I do. C- clearly not. <laughs> so I'm coming out the dome with it. Hopefully I keep it together. Yeah. All right. So I thought it would be a wise idea to first even establish what an ego is. I think mm-hmm. most of us have an idea, but ego actually has a couple different meanings. Right. Um, so the psychological meaning of an ego is basically whatever your mind comes to when you think of yourself. Um, it's your ideas about yourself, it's your beliefs, your ideologies, your social and communal affiliations, your desires, your feels, all of these things make up your ego, ego. right? Mm-hmm. So then there's also a spiritual meaning of your ego. And this one, before you even get okay. started, this one went right over my head. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, What's interesting is, and we'll get into it a little bit more, um, there was a a clip that kind of sparked this for me. And, and it's interesting because it was already one of those things that I was thinking about, but I didn't know mm-hmm. how to put the language behind it. Right. And even when she was talking about it, it looked, he was kind of going over my head too. And I was like, you know, I need to do more research on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really glad that I did. Um, so you're not the only one who it kind of okay. went over your head. Yeah. Um, So the spiritual meaning of an ego is the veil of individual personality that bars you from having a universal 
existence. It is something that is keeping you from essentially enjoying your time here on earth. Gotcha. Um, so that is what the ego is. So do you want to talk about first for you, how ego you think plays a part in relationships or how would you like uh, to do this, to do this one? So, yeah, I don't know about uh, just, yeah, we can, we, we can start out with that. So what sure. kind of jumps out at me is the social and communal uh, affiliations mm-hmm. because it's like what you get involved with, um, the organizations that you work with, yeah. um, the people that you kind of hang around, mm-hmm. it really sparks um, your ego and it begins to create that ego, which is insane. And it's yeah. not its not something that you really think about you don't. until... <laughs> It's not something that you think about until somebody tries you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, I, it, this reminds me of kind of like the high school days, middle school days. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to figure out who they want to be and who they want to kind of hang out with and who they want to, uh, I guess, you're really developing that ego of who, who you want people to see you to see you as yes Yes. your Um, mask yes (laughs) so i I think i think it's literally crazy how you can form um your ego and and how you can and i'm i'm heavy on not allowing or not caring what other people think Mm -hmm. um and (laughs) when you create that ego you begin to care what other people think. It's centered around that. Yes. Whether we like to admit that or not, as much as we don't want to care what somebody else thinks, a huge part of our ego is centered around what other people think of us. Yes, and that is... It's pretty... It's it's sad. It is is sad. It's very sad. So, um, as far as relationships, um, that, that goes for friendships, like... Yeah. Um your ego and and the decisions that you make sometimes mm-hmm. uh, it can be based um, on those relationships that you're building so yeah um, i don't really i don't know um it, ego go it, it can go pretty far as and if let's say if we're um i don't know i that's a that's a tough one you that's might just have one. to sit with it yeah. for a second because i know for me my ego is humongous i have a really 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 big ego (laughs) like the song such a big ego is me and the older I get I can I have been able to reflect on how that has affected me and how it currently affects me like my ego has stopped me from doing a lot of shit that I did I wanted to do because I was afraid of what somebody else would think about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it was until my junior year of college where I realized I was there was a, so much I wanted to do, but I was afraid of what other people were going to say about me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I cared so much about how people viewed me. And it was because my ego cared. Um, right. But I kind of got to a point where I was like, I can't really 
do this for other people. Like I have right. to live for me and I have to do what it is that I want to do. Um, but even now at 25, my ego still gets the best of me. It has gotten to the best of me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in school, I'm so used, and I was just talking about this with one of my friends yesterday. I mm-hmm. have always been smart. I, everything, everything always comes really easily to me. And I always say one of my toxic traits is thinking I can do anything. And I think you it's can. because for the most part, I, I usually can. <laughs> if, 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 if you show me how to do something one time, mm-hmm. most times I got it. And I think with being in vet school, that was not the case. Right. And it was really hard to admit that I need help. Like I am really, really struggling, but my ego didn't want me. I, I, it was, it, I couldn't ask for help. And if it wasn't for like the professors that I had for reaching out to me, I wouldn't have said anything. I'm so grateful that they took the step to let me know, like, we're here for you, whatever you need. And they really meant that. But had they not, extended that olive branch to me I wouldn't have asked for help because I'm like you know I got a master's degree like I, mm-hmm. I'm good I, I you know and then even with people some of my friends in vet school are younger than me because they went straight to school so I'm three years their senior and they're doing better than me and it was really it hurt my pride my ego to have to ask them for help but it's like I'm not no fucking better than them because I got a master's degree right. that just mean I spent two years of my life and spent some more money on school and I'm knowledgeable in the area that I did research, but that doesn't give me a right to discredit what they know or, you know, not want to ask them for help. So that I let it, I let my ego, (laughs) I let it it die a little bit the second semester. I was like, you cannot, this is not a sustainable way to be Mm -hmm. like, I can't live my life. (laughs) I can't live my life like that. And, I also am no longer interested in putting on a facade that I'm just this smart ass person. No, I fucking struggle in school. I, I what I know, I know. What I don't know, I'm gonna ask and I'm gonna figure it out. But right. you know what I'm saying? I can't keep doing this. But for a long time, I'm like, I don't need nobody to tell me shit. I got a fucking master's degree. Like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know shit about. Yeah. I, I I don't know. And let me not say I don't know anything because I do know a lot of you stuff. I need to give myself more credit, but I just did not want to ask people younger than me for help as if we're not all in the same boat. Like as if we all, we all did different levels of work to get here, but right. getting into vet school is hard as fuck. Right. So who am I to not want to listen to you just cause I went to grad school. Like that means nothing. Like one of my vet school friends, I'm not going to say her name, of course, but she didn't even graduate college. She got into vet school and came. She got in and quit her her bachelor's degree because you don't need it for vet school. She's right. one of the smartest people in vet school that I know. You know what I'm saying? Right. So just because you got these degrees on the wall, it really does not make you better than anybody. And I really had to check the hell out of myself and say that. Like, you got this, but you're not better than none of these people here. Mm-hmm. And that's not your goal. My goal is to be the best me like I'm not I competed to get into vet school I'm not competing with y'all no more right now I'm in competition with my own damn self and a part of that competition is letting my huge ass ego get smaller because it's 
it's even it's really hard to be teachable when you have such a big ego because even when my mentors are telling me stuff it's sometimes it's hard for it to like soak in a little bit and I just have noticed myself just shutting up I have to be quiet they clearly know a lot more than me so I need to shut up and Mm -hmm. listen and I think every time I shut up a little bit it gets smaller so when you mentioned that something that stood out to me was titles mm-hmm. and being caught on a specific, a specific title yep. and something that I've noticed is is people love to have like this huge title you give them a title it just fills their head yes and it they feeds just, their ego <laughs> it feeds their ego yeah. so that's very important to not um no matter the the amount of degrees you have and mm-hmm. no matter the title that you have to still be willing and open to uh cut down your ego because there's always going to be somebody ahead of you somebody better yeah. or something than you so and and something i've noticed and i think i i didn't i think i lost my parent I th- my parents did a good job with cutting my ego when i was younger mm-hmm. so um i'll say this i guess when I went to, I went to um, my elementary school mm-hmm. and everyone was in the same town. And then when I went to middle school, I switched to a totally different kind of like area or city. Okay. So it was just totally different students. Mm-hmm. So for those five years, I had kind of built up my ego, <laughs> built up my ego. Everybody, I knew everybody. Yeah. And so some people stayed in the same town, went to the same middle or the middle school that mm-hmm. had the same kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I went to a different one, it cut my ego again because I had to redo that. Re- redo. It cut it, but it made you build a new one. Yeah. It made you build a new mask. Right. Like you had already established this one at work with everybody else. Right. Now it's like, okay, let me I make another one. Time to do it, <laughs> time to do it again. So then yeah. in middle school, the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. I went to a different high school, so I had to redo it. And it's this is what you have to do in life. Like yeah. um, after you graduate from high school or from college or whatever, mm-hmm. you're always going to be in a different uh, scenario or a different uh, area in your life. Mm-hmm. So you can't have an ego. You really have to no. get rid of that ego so that you're able to perform under any pretty much circumstance. So um, I've, I've struggled with, um, I struggle with ego as well. I, mine is not boastful though. Mm-hmm. Mine is not boastful. Mine is very silent. So I, my ego is I, I will, I, I try not to ask anyone for help. Yes. Anyone for help. Unless, unless I know that they're, if they, if they have that title or whatever, then I normally will reach out or mm-hmm. pay to get their assistance yeah. but as far as like asking people for anything i try my very very hardest to not to not um and the way my ego works is is i do that so that it never gets thrown back in my face <laughs> um and for people around me i've kind of seen that take place mm-hmm. um and i don't want to allow that to happen so my ego is i'm i'm very humble 
and I don't like if you if let's say I have a four year degree mm-hmm. and you're let's say a high school student. Yeah. If I know that you know what you're talking about, I don't have a problem with listening, whatever. Mm-hmm. What I what I would have a problem with is somebody giving me everything and then me just uh, taking it and me knowing them like personally and seeing them every day and not um, not trying to, I guess, return the favor in some type of way. Mm-hmm. So um, everybody's ego is different. Like it, it doesn't have to be boastful. It doesn't have to be based off of titles. It can be a quiet form or yeah. in a humble form. So, But ultimately, I think a lot of ego is rooted in fear. Like you, you were saying like you don't want anybody to do anything for you because you don't want them to throw it back in your face. It's like right. that's a fear of them doing, doing that. that. Right. One of my fears is people thinking I'm stupid. Like, right. get you know what I'm saying? Even though I know I'm not stupid, mm-hmm. but my mom is very intelligent and all of us are are very smart so my entire life i have been smart like mama did not play about grades she did not play about that i was reading it for like one of those things so one of my big fears is that somebody is gonna think i'm stupid and i also learned this from uh uh, Vince, I, I hate to mispronounce her name, but I watch her show. It's called Yellow Fix My Life. It's it's uh they're they're done with the show now. But one of the things I learned from that show is when you are afraid of something, you have to work it down to like the very basis. And she used an analogy of if you're running from a dog, but you didn't even stop to see if the dog has any teeth, and you've been running for no reason, basically. Right. So when I think of this. Well, people are going to think I'm stupid. Okay, and then what if they do? If someone thinks I'm stupid, what? I'm not. So it really doesn't matter what you think about me. um, Because I know that I'm not stupid. And I know what I'm capable of doing. So I I just, sometimes I have to work through that. You're challenging those thoughts. Yeah, like what if, okay, you might be stupid. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily stupid, but you just might not know what you're talking about right now. And it's okay to admit that. Mm-hmm. And I think a good part of ultimately any career, honestly, is if you need, if you don't know what you're doing, say it. Like, because mm-hmm. you're going to mess, especially in my profession, you can really kill somebody's animal. Like, right. which animals are not just pets. Some animals are people's livelihoods. This is how they make their money. This is how they feed their families. It's not for me to be playing around and too proud to say I don't know something. Like, I want to be in a place where if I, I don't know what type of vet I'm going to be just yet, whatever it is, I know I'm going to be a good vet. And a part of being a good vet is if I don't know something, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to ask somebody else. Like I'm not about to just go in and just do anything because people's pets are some of their lifelines. Like those are their, their emotional support animals. Mm-hmm. Um, their support animals in general there are people who have different health disabilities and they need animals and like i said these are there are people who depend on animals to make their money so if i don't know something i am not about to play around and act like i know so So, question for you okay this is huge when you were in high school Mm -hmm. was it frowned upon to ask questions in class or to uh if you didn't know something like 
I guess, ask questions? Or were you were you the type of student who would ask questions if you didn't know something? I think I, in high school, I definitely asked questions if I didn't know something. But when I got to college, I stopped, even in school right now, I don't ask questions. I think in school now I don't ask questions because my classes are so big, I get really nervous speaking in front of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So if I do have a question... I will normally email the professor because a lot of people walk up to the professors after class. I'm not doing that. So I will just save my questions until the end or I'll meet with a TA or something like that. But I definitely think questions were encouraged in high school and in middle school, for sure. That's well, crazy. It was it, not middle school so much. I take that it, <laughs> Yeah, for me, it was not encouraged. And it was mm. not one of those things where it was looked as cool Mm -hmm. or whatever to ask questions while you were in class. Um, And like you, I I think I was definitely nervous to even ask questions or to do anything out of the, out of the blue because it was people watching. So Mm -hmm. I feel like your ego gets built. It starts there. Yeah, it does. So like the more, (laughs) the more you shy away and the more you, you know, don't break out of those comfort zones, yeah. the worse it gets, I think. I agree. And I also think a, a big part of why I'm kind of afraid to ask questions is sometimes people will ask questions to show off how much they know. And it's like, I know really? that you're, it's called peacocking. So peacocking is just trying to like, oh, look what I could do. I could do this. So sometimes people will ask questions just to show everybody else in the classroom how much they actually know. You know what I'm saying? I know that went right over my head because I never have I haven't experienced it. Well, I, I think it's because people still have this competitive mindset in the program that I'm in. But sometimes people will ask questions to show off. And again, maybe that could be my ego getting in the way and letting me think. But my intuition don't be lying. <laughs> you you knew this. You just wanted to shit on the rest of us because we don't know what the hell is going on right now. Well, wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. Why would they? So if they ask a question like that, and is it even specific to that course? It'll be some advanced shit that has nothing to do with what we're talking about at the moment, which is why I'm saying if you really wanted to know that, you could have waited till after class to ask that. You just want us to know Oh wow! Oh, oh! Well, maybe they, maybe they don't. Maybe they really had that question. Maybe it connects Perhaps. in some type of way. Perhaps. Perhaps. But also, <laughs> y'all be in there. What do y'all really be doing? I be thinking y'all be playing with. No, playing people have it. a distorted view of what vet school is. It's a lot of lecture, a lot of hours of notes. I thought y'all be practicing on animals the whole time. No, you have to get a foundation before you start practicing on animals because you're going to fuck around and kill somebody. Animals can die very easily. They die very easily. You cannot just go around in there and be poking around and fucking around with animals. (laughs) That's that's not how that works. Um, I don't want me in there. But back to, to ego and, you know, relationships, I think it even play a part in our relationship because I have a hard time admitting when I'm wrong. And it ain't nobody but my damn ego. It's it, it's nothing because why? Why would I not want to admit when I'm wrong to the person that I love and the person that I'm building a life with? Why why is it so hard to just be like, no, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That should not be hard. Like I'm not. I don't lose anything. Don't lose, yeah. I lose nothing by doing that. But I actually gain something. By telling you, okay, I'm wrong, I am sorry, because you recognize that I can take accountability for what it is that I've done, and 
change the behavior, but you're not losing power. You're not losing. Th- and that's what it's fear. Again, right. it's rooted in fear because it's like, if I admit that I'm wrong, then what, what, right. it, you know what I'm saying? Now it could be a different situation. If I wasn't in a healthy relationship, maybe somebody could use that to hang it over my head, but that's not you. That's not what right. our relationship is built on. But mm-hmm. I, I'm getting better with being able to say, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. And even with my friendships, I have to admit when, because this is the thing, you can't be right all the time. It is not always everybody else. I don't care. It is not always everybody no, else. No. If you constantly feel like it's everybody else, you probably the problem. Mm-hmm. The call is coming from inside <laughs> of that house. Pick, pick up the phone, okay? And that's yeah. what I have to remind myself sometimes. Everybody is not always wrong, and you are not always right. And why do you need to be right all the time about everything? Yeah, I think that's a good. Que- that's just a good question of why. Like in our like in a in a relationship, someone asks you to do something or just needs you to do something. You're so determined to say no to it. Yeah. Ask yourself why. <laughs> why are you? so against it i think Mm -hmm. it's just like the whole therapy thing like what if you really sit down and question some of your thoughts of if you question some of your thoughts you'll really um see that um there's no real it's only ego that's getting in the way absolutely so uh which brings me to this clip i want to play so this is from an interview with lauren london um and i believe it's with angie martinez and I have not listened to the entire interview because I wanted to shoot the podcast first because I didn't want uh, anything else in the interview for me to regurgitate it. Like, I want it this to be our thoughts on a small section of this, and then I will go back and listen to the whole interview. Because I know it's, gonna be, I know it's a good interview because this whole snippet is great. But I did not listen to it because I'm like, I need to come in here with my own thoughts on certain things and then I'll go back and listen so I'm just gonna play this part of um, this interview no and I didn't think about it until I wasn't in relationship anymore because of the death right a lot of times not all the time we are in such of a put in our ego that we are in possession of another person we're not experiencing them we're not totally loving them and letting them be free we think we're supposed to be together forever Mm. and that's not a spiritual relationship spiritual relationship is without the ego it is we are together i bring you up inspire you you inspire me now if there ever comes a point where i'm not inspired anymore and that now i'm in my ego now i feel i need to possess you now i feel the need to control you and you're mine i'm in my ego so (laughs) um and i had to listen to that a few times i I definitely listened to it yeah at least three times i had to listen to it a few times but that makes sense because for me personally, I think sometimes you focus so much on what it is that you want with somebody that you don't even focus on it right now. And like, 
what you can do to get there. You just, sometimes I catch myself just thinking about, I want to be here, but I'm not thinking about, well, what does it actually take for me to get there? Mm -hmm. And then I also have to remind myself, and I think, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, I don't own you. Even when we're married, I don't own you. Like, you are not my property. And even though I probably will say, like, he's mine, but I, I don't, I don't own you. Relationships are very territorial. They are, but it's like, I just want to love you. I just want to experience you. I want to, to grow with you. And while I know that you are the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, I don't own you. And one day you could wake up and, you know, say that you, this isn't what you want to do anymore. And I still would not, why am I getting emotional? (laughs) I'm glad we not recorded. Um, But I still would not regret anything that we've done. um, If, if that were to happen. But I think sometimes it's very easy to just, get caught up in your ego and you want to just hammer in on like that you are mine like mm-hmm. you're not you are you 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 belong to yourself i be, i belong to me and i just have to be okay with you know if there ever is a point where like she said we're not inspiring each other anymore we're not helping each other anymore we're not loving each other we're not respecting each other then that is a relationship that you have to let go and that's the pain that that's the I get I think the vulnerability yeah and that's the the tough part about it like you have you have the end goal you know you what you want the relationship to be yeah. you know um, the type of person that you are but you don't know how you're gonna change through the time no. through the times and you don't know how that person is gonna change through the times yeah. or either where or even if they're still gonna be there yes. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Because she lost her partner. Right. Like, he died. Right, right. And I don't necessarily know if feeling, I can't speak for her, but I don't know if even knowing that you don't own someone would have made that transition easier. Right. I think it's hard either way. I just think that sometimes... It can just get in the way of you enjoying what you have with somebody right now. Right. And you get so caught up in your own shit and wanting to be right and not wanting to work stuff out that you miss out on really important moments mm-hmm. with somebody. Um, so, yeah, that's just something I, I – we, we, we do not own each other. Mm-hmm. We don't own anybody. We don't own our parents, our friends. We don't own anybody. Right. And – what I don't want to do is allow my ego to fuck up those relationships that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and something that I pulled out of that is being controlling. Yeah. I think that is huge. Do not try to control your partner. Turn them into the person that you want them to be. That you want them to be. They need to be themselves they're authentic selves Mm -hmm. and if you are not able to love them for them then you have to go your separate ways yeah 
Um, and that's the sad part because you see them as the ideal person and you think y'all are going to be, you know, married and happily ever after. But if you're trying to change that person and trying to do things to control that person, um, you're going to have some, it's, it's, it's not going to be love. It's, no. Um, and, and I even had to, I challenged myself with that mm-hmm. um, because I think as we talked with before, your partner is not perfect. Yeah. Your partner is not perfect. And there's going to be one thing that you notice and you say, if they could just do this Mm -hmm. or if they could just be this way, it would make them a lot better. Mm -hmm. If that's not their natural self, you don't need to be trying to control that person and turning them into that. Well, even what Shaman said last week, he said 90% is you only 10% is your partner. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you upset, but you wrong at the, at the wrong person. Like you need to be looking at yourself. Why does this bother me so much? Why do I, you know what I'm saying? Why do I need this? Because if you can't even answer that question for yourself, how the hell are you going to communicate that to another person? Mm -hmm. Because if there was something you wanted or you needed of me, I would do it. If you just can tell me why you need it, I would do it if it's in my capacity to do so. But if, if you can't even communicate that within yourself, how are you going to communicate that with another person? Right. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. Right. So I thought that was a really interesting clip. And she also was saying how a lot of relationships are solely built on ego. They're not built out of love. They're, I can see that. Yeah. They're built out of wanting ownership of someone else and wanting to, things to appear a certain type of way and Mm -hmm. I don't think people think about relationships are so beautiful but it is a lot of work to maintain a healthy relationship it is but it's to me when you love somebody it's just one of those things that you're gonna do like you know what I'm saying You're, you're just gonna do it but if you were just in relationships for what it looked like so other people see you in relationships or you can shit on people that didn't want to be in a relationship with you it's solely built (laughs) on ego it is not out of wanting to genuinely build a connection with somebody out of genuinely wanting to grow with this person to love this person to help this person it and that doesn't last it it definitely is not it's definitely not gonna last no that's a rocky ass foundation to have a relationship on and someone is going to get hurt in those instances yeah someone course. is definitely going to get hurt yeah um it's just kind of like those uh the like you was mentioning uh somebody will have a bad breakup and then they get into a relationship mm-hmm. real real close to the time that they just ended their old relationship just serial monogamous you said what? serial monogamous are what they're called okay so yeah, they'll try to uh, act, pretend like they're happy. You're hurt, and yeah, do all these things, and you're really hurt, and you're really the person that you're with. They may be serious about you, mm-hmm. maybe trying to build that connection. If you're lying to them, or no, <laughs> you're not really loving that person. Yeah, that is that is abuse. Yeah, because if you were involved with someone else, and then you jump right into something 
else is somebody new. I don't think, depending on what the relationship was like, I don't know if you have even taken the time to acknowledge what that person meant to you. And even if somebody hurt you, they probably still meant something to you. And that's okay. Because if they didn't mean anything to you, you wouldn't be hurt. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to acknowledge, wow, this person meant a lot to me. And this shit really, really hurt me. And if you don't take the time to get through that, you're you're probably going to make someone else suffer for the things that they have done. Mm -hmm. While I do think, I think sometimes when people do like really fucked up stuff to you, it might hurt for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it just becomes a matter of, you know, if it was a traumatic experience working through it, understanding Mm -hmm. what, you know, certain triggers are for you and to make sure that you don't, if, if something, if you're triggered by something, you have the language to explain that, to your partner but to a certain degree it doesn't go away it just gets easier to learn how to to deal with that um we were we were just kind of i don't know if y'all can hear me (laughs) we were just uh (laughs) talking about bringing some of old habits or Mm -hmm. things that you know didn't go right in a previous relationship situationship Mm -hmm. into your new and healthy relationship that you don't want to be doing that. No, that, you don't. Is, it, it is tough, and you have to work through those things, like you said. Yeah, so. you, you definitely do. Um, so since we've talked about ego um, in the psychological meaning, spiritual meaning, how it mm-hmm. can affect friendships, relationship, career, work, school, anything, um, I think it's important to talk about uh, what is an ego death. Death. Because it sounds so scary. And even to me, it sounds so scary, right? Because it's a death. It's Mm -hmm. losing something. You're going to have to grieve that thing. It's a whole thing. It sounds really, really scary. So basically what ego death or also called ego dissolution is like getting rid of it. Because your ego not is going to die overnight. It took however old you are to build that ego. Not saying it's going to take that long to get rid of it, but it's not one of those things that's just going to... Tomorrow, I'm not going to have ego. Not Tomorrow, I'm not going to let my ego get in the way of this. Like I said, I acknowledged, I think, my, like I said, my ego my junior year of college, and I, it still affects me now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's a work in progress. So, and to an extent, you're still going to have an ego as well. But so basically, yeah. dissolving your ego means to dissolve the subjective sense of identity beliefs and ideologies as you have have them now so subjective just means based upon something else right subjective is very important yes so while i am still going to know that i am an intelligent individual my degree isn't what makes me intelligent I am intelligent because I am intelligent. I'm intelligent because I'm hardworking. I'm intelligent because I can admit when I need help. Granted, those things are still subjective because it's kind of still like I'm intelligent based off of something else, but it's based off of me. It's not based off of a piece of paper. It's based off of what I am able to do. I'll give you an example. I know that I am good looking. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know where you're going. Go ahead. And I am a noob. Mm-hmm. And it's a subjective to say, because I'm a noob, mm-hmm. I look good. Yes. But that's not the case. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Or to say, um, I am good looking because other people find me attractive. Yes. I am good looking because, because I, I am, think I look good. Because I know I look good. Yes. Yeah. I like my body because I like my body, not because... Well, because I like you. Well, I know that you <laughs> no, like. <laughs> it's still, it's still. But still, still it starts with me because right. you might not like my body if I didn't like my body. If I didn't, if I didn't like my body, you would never see it because I would always be covering it up. I would always I be like super, super insecure. <laughs> um, that sort of thing. But I just am working on not allowing how my how I view myself to be contingent upon something else. Um that's tough. It it is very hard. That's, that's, you know what I'm saying? It it, it is it is very hard because a lot of who we are is is attached to something or someone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that because you know what I'm saying? I'm walking around I don't do this, but I, like I'm I'm walking around saying I'm smart Excuse me. What if somebody you can't necessarily take the degree, but what if you could? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, am I not smart anymore? Because you've attached your intelligence to that. Or if I think I look good because men find me desirable, or women find me desirable, and then somebody tell you you ugly one day, or you don't look that good, or you look fat. Now am I not attractive because mm-hmm. somebody? But when you are when how you feel about something is attached to something else when that other thing is taken away yes it's gonna change how you view yourself yes so i think ego is is multiple things (laughs) it's not just one thing so that's why i say dissolving that isn't something that happens overnight because it's a lifetime of things that we've been taught and of things that we've learned and even down to like this is so petty to some people, but even down to our hair, this is going to be the first. No, this will be the second trip I've taken and I've worn my natural hair. I have never done that in my adult life. I literally always get my hair done for a trip because I feel like, well, if my hair is done and I can't take pictures and if I can't take pictures, did I really go somewhere? I still went and I still plan to have an amazing time. And even the last trip that I went on that I wore my natural hair, I had a good ass time. And that good time is not dependent on my hair. It's not dependent on whether or not I got pictures, dependent on whether or not I really enjoyed myself. So that's even something else I have to, to challenge this trip being good. It does not depend on what my hair looks like. It doesn't Mm -hmm. depend on what my clothes look like. It just depends on if I had a good time with my family. Like that's what matters to me. So, And, and something that's crazy is, it goes with all different types of topics, mm-hmm. but for uh, the athletes, the people who love sports, you know, mm-hmm. you grew up playing sports, and I used to play um, basketball. That was my thing. So a lot of my identity was basketball. in basketball mm-hmm. and how good I was and how um, I knew that, you know, I was going to be starting. And that was a lot of my identity, just yeah. being a star in that specific topic. But mm-hmm. Um, if when that thing is taken away, who are you after that? Mm-hmm. Do you totally lose your identity? 
um, there was this, there's this guy called named uh, Inky Johnson, and he was playing football. Um, not I think Inky. for Tennessee, huh? Not Inky. Inky. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that type. I of know. <laughs> but yes, uh, Inky Johnson. He played was playing football for Tennessee. He ended up uh, trying to make a tackle. He got paralyzed from like um, the neck down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And after his injury or whatever, his his arm is still pe- paralyzed, but he can no longer play football. Yeah. So his identity wasn't in football. He has this podcast about what his identity was in. It was mm-hmm. in um, being a hard worker, being, uh, you know, mentally strong. Yeah. And it was in himself. Mm-hmm. It was all within. So for, for the athletes, uh, find, uh, don't, don't allow just a certain topic or a certain space that you're in define who you really are um it don't it doesn't have to be in sports it don't have to be in what other people are thinking um so within yourself i agree it's not attaching how you feel about yourself to something else um i think that was a really good in the dm i think it was was uh, yeah a very transparent um, we're coming up on time, low-key hockey, so we can do one center delete this week. Um, I think the second one will be a really good one to do. What you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm big on Okay. You want me to accent? Yes. To accent. <laughs> uh, do you think being ready to settle down is an age or a mindset thing? Ooh. So, I I think it's a, so I'll say this, <laughs> I definitely think it's a mindset thing. It's one of those things you have to know that you are actually ready to do, right? But also, at 18 and 19, you can think that you are ready to settle down and to do all these things and then you get out in the world and you realize I haven't had all of these experiences and I haven't done all of these things so I go ahead can are you saying that you can't realize that at the age of 38 no a lot of people do (laughs) that that's what I'm saying a lot of people get that's what I'm saying a lot of people get into relationships super young like I'm saying at like 18 well and then they become 30 and they're like damn I really ain't no, but I'm saying vice versa. Let's say they don't do that. Okay. But then at 38, they they literally realize the same thing. Well, then, <laughs> they have to explore whatever that is, if that's what they want to do. So it's kind of tricky. It's like... Because 18 versus 22 versus 30 versus 50, you might still have some of them... Not the same realizations, but yeah. you may have a realization that uh, there's something else, or that they something else that they want to go out and try to explore. Yeah. So, I <laughs> I feel like we could talk in circles about that, but I definitely think mindset is a huge thing. But do I think age plays a factor in it? I do, but then again, I also say no because people probably look at us and we're 24 and 25 and they're like, y'all haven't done this, this, and this, this. And y'all should be married. And y'all, y'all n- no, a lot of people don't even think you should be married this young, is what I was going to say. A lot of people or think you're not, a kid. or have a kid, or you're not mature enough to do these things, but 
we have had certain lived experiences where we feel like we are ready to do those things and we're in the mindset for where we want to do that. But I think even I might look at somebody who's like 18, 19 and is trying to get married. I'm like, you haven't even lived, but I don't know this person. It's all subjective. It is very, everything is subjective. (laughs) (laughs) So I think speaking for us personally, I think it was a mindset situation. Yeah, I would say it was but kind of age at the same time too. Like I had to go through certain things to help me even get into the mindset of knowing this is actually what I want to do. And I want to do this for these reasons. Yeah. I would, I would say it's a mindset thing, but that, that game of, of age, um, outside of relationship, it's just like, I, I think you should never play the game of age. So like, or have an expectation at a certain age you should do this or a certain age you know i think i should be settled down or a yeah. certain age i think i should buy a house or mm-hmm. whatever it may be the age game does not work it yeah. has to be my i think it's always i mean it, do, it does have to be mindset, mindset. It, it absolutely has to be mindset because because you can have a million you can I, i'm just throwing I, i'm big on finance so you can have a million dollar mindset at the age of 16. and i have a million dollars but you don't want to get to it. Yeah, but you can have. It's some people that's forty that they don't have a million dollar mindset. But you don't have to be. You don't have to wait till you're forty. To, uh, to no, okay, I see. I see what you're saying. So, so that's what I'm saying. It could. Don't play the age games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I would have thought I would have been married and had kids by now when I was younger. But now that I'm 25, I'm like, you still got time to do a whole bunch of shit. Know <laughs> your rule. You do not have to. Well, there is a biological clock to just oh, yeah. There's some reality there. There is some reality there. Like there is a biological clock yeah, yeah. that is there. But it's not ticking yet. I'm still young and fertile. So Ooh. I'm Oh good heaven. I'm still good, but I agree the age game is not a game that you want to play because I'm you could say you want to be married at twenty two, but if you ain't actually re- mentally ready to be married at 22, don't just get married because you wanted to be married right. at 22. Right. Be that married because it, it's what you actually want. Right. And you're actually in a healthy situation for you to go out and to do those things. And it's that time. Yeah. That y'all go to. So I thought that was an interesting uh, question I saw on the the Instagram, the Grammy Gram. I'll be honest. A lot of this is really went over my head so when i I hear this (laughs) when i hear this episode played back i'll be like dang this is this is some good stuff like i i enjoyed i enjoyed this stuff i did too i mean some of it i have to sit with a lot of it too so it's not something that's easy to take in because it forces you to think about it's it's shadow work which Hmm. In the spiritual world, shadow work is facing things that you really don't want to do, but you have to because they're causing issues in your life. Mm-hmm. And it really forces you to examine every single thing. And that shit can be exhausting. People call it deep. <laughs> but some people be fake deep. Yeah. But <laughs> until you do the real work. They get some weed in them. It is exactly. <laughs> it can be very, very exhausting to have to think about everything you do and figure out how to change it. So it's extending yourself grace and to know, like I said, again, 
these things weren't learned overnight, they're not going to dissolve overnight. They will dissolve. You continuously put a mirror to your face and force yourself to look at things that you don't really want to look at because it's hard to admit my ego is is because of this or how I feel about myself is subjective and it's based on this. So um, it takes time. And I'm still sitting with all of this. I'm not the ego expert. I'm not the ego dissolution expert. I am just someone who has done my research, still doing my research, still Mm -hmm. figuring out out how all of this fits. Um, But I thought because the ego plays a huge part in how we present ourselves to the world and how it plays a part in our relationships, Mm -hmm. I thought it would be good to to talk about. And we're not experts. And we never said we was experts. Oh, I definitely, y'all know, like I said, I didn't say the whole episode, a lot of the shit that went over my head. But we're sharing what we're learning as we're learning. Yeah, yeah. We figure we share it with y'all because I don't know know what what everyone's thinking, but threw us for a loop, so why not share it? Definitely. It would be interesting to see what people think about this as well. So that'll be cool to see. Um, Well, like I said, we're up on time, coming up on time anyway, so... Again, I want to say thank you to all of our amazing listeners. We did not introduce ourselves. We did not introduce ourselves. We did not introduce our damn selves. Uh, you know, it's organic. It's- it, it is. <laughs> so since we didn't do this, thank you to those who are return listeners. We appreciate you. And thank you if this is your first time listening to this podcast. Um, did we even say the name of the podcast? We did not. Welcome to the Message 24 <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the voice you are currently hearing is Lakaya, and I am one half of this podcast. Yes, and I'm the second half, and I'm James. So, um, so if you are listening to this audio and you want to see our faces, you will not see our faces for this episode, but we do have like 16 other videos, videos available too. on YouTube. So if you want to see our faces and see what we look like, you can head over to our Message 24 pod um youtube account and it's growing it's growing a lot that's why i say thank you to the supporters and the yeah. people who are actually watching and, and listening because there are a lot of people who are visual people they can't sit and listen to people talk like right. they need a visual so i hate it for y'all this week um hopefully you will still listen to us <laughs> audio wise um so yeah and you know if you're listening you know go subscribe to the youtube channel leave us a comment yes. if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you know, leave us a review, give us some stars, something. And I think you can subscribe on there too, or is it? Yes, you can subscribe on Apple yes, Podcasts. So subscribe so that you're notified of when we drop an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to come straight to you, your notifications. So. Yep. Thank you. Well, you, I forgot about that. You will get a notification if you're subscribed yeah. on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, if you want to stay up to date on all things Message 24, follow us on Instagram at Message24Pod. Yeah. Um, yeah. And since we didn't give the people a uh, a YouTube video this week, we're going to make a TikTok or something for them for <laughs> cook-off. So they can oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the content is already filmed. It just has yes. to be put together. Yes. So we're so. going to give y'all something visual. Yes. All right. Well, as always, I hope that you have... Ooh, I got a word. I hope you have a blessed and prosperous rest of your week. Um, no matter if you have spiritual beliefs, if you don't have spiritual or religious beliefs, you can still have a prosperous and blessed week. Yes. And I I I pray that for everyone listening. 
And it is Wednesday. I'm not doing this. You're not energy. doing this? It ain't the vibe. That ain't I the ain't, vibe? Ain't, okay, well. That's not the vibe. You know, yeah. If you were return listener, you know what you normally do. <laughs> I got a word, too. What's the word? What's the word? I want everybody that's listening to this to challenge themselves to get 1% better mm. each and every day. Well, you might have got better just by listening to this episode because now you know what the hell the ego is and how it affects you. There you go. Screamo. Sound like something. (laughs) What? (laughs) It sounds like something dark, super dark. Ego because of emo? Emo. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And death. I mean, yeah, it does sound terrible. (laughs) Please stop. I used to fake cut myself in middle school. That's another story for another day. Anyway. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful time.